Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama Podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. This week's episode features Wayne Mulder, who is the founder and host of the On the Blue Line podcast, where he talks about law enforcement stuff, helping law enforcement officers with their day-to-day life, both inside and outside the job. So hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'm a product of two law enforcement officers, so this is very near and dear to my heart. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. I have Wayne Mulder, who is a current LEO, LEO, law enforcement officer and founder and host of the On the Blue Line podcast. So thank you so much for joining me this evening, Wayne. Hey, Ian, I appreciate the invite. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for your service as a law enforcement officer. My father, a fellow LEO for, shoot, I think he was pushing 40 years by the time he retired. My mother also was a law enforcement officer. So again, thank you so much. Your job is extremely hard, stressful, and you guys don't get thanked enough for what you do. Well, I really appreciate that. Definitely. So you have a podcast, I hear, right? I do. That This is true. And you know, some days we wake up like that too, and we're like, wow, I have a podcast. I've been doing this for a year now. What was I thinking? Yeah, almost every day for me. So I completely agree with you, man. So so what are what are some things you're talking about? I mean, a law enforcement themed podcast, like where, where are you coming up with your content? Are you, are you interviewing people? Just tell me about kind of your, your flow. Yeah. So I, um, started with listening to a lot of podcasts and then probably about a year ago, well, a little over a year ago is when I decided, let, let me look into this and see if this is a way to maybe get a message out. I had a few things that I wanted to do kind of going back to the business world. So this was a way that I thought that maybe I could segue back into that. So my format originally was actually formatted a lot after some of the different podcasts that I'd been listening to as far as having an interview show as well as a monologue show. So I do something every Monday morning called Monday Morning Roll Call, obviously the cop thing. And it's just 10 to 15 minute monologue show where I just speak to the camera. And the content for that really just comes from life, Uh, different things, different themes, but all kind of in that genre of, hey, uh, we can do better uh, at whatever it is that we need to do. And then the other part that I do is an interview show. And I do that pretty much every week as well. Uh, It gets spotty, depending on because I, as you pointed out, I am full time employed. But depending on my schedule, then I also do the interview show. So those are the two parts of what the on the blue line podcast is to date. And we've been going for about a year now. That's great. And so how how are you finding guests to get on your show is a lot of some of the folks you work with, or what social media platforms or any, any way that you're getting people on your show? So a little bit of both. I, the target of my show is helping law enforcement officers in their life away from the job, or our little slogan is empowering cops for life at home. So that's kind of the focus. There are a lot of different podcasts out there that talk about the job itself. I just want to talk loosely about the job itself and then realize all the other facts and circumstances and hardships that come into having a life outside of the job. 
So to answer the question to where I get guessed, then kind of come, I, I don't necessarily pull only from the law enforcement world, because for me, that's just a small part of who we are as people. I want to pull from humanity. So I reach out to different people. So I've had guests on there that have come to our agency and spoken to us in a leadership capacity. And I've had guests on there who I've ran into, like when I came into podcasting, I went through an online course and that's where I met uh, Ben Kaloy with the Military Veteran Dad podcast. And so Ben came on my show because I knew him from there and been listening to him throughout the year. So I get them from all different places. Most recently, I've been reaching out through a lot of online apps such as Instagram. And once I've been following someone for a little while and feel that their message will resonate well with what I'm doing, then I reach out to them. Yeah, I'm so happy you brought up Ben. Ben is a phenomenal dude. So if you guys have not checked out his podcast, the Military Veteran Dad podcast, awesome, awesome stuff. So please do yourself a favor and check that out. But uh, yeah, just like you said, Wayne, I mean, Instagram is an awesome place to find people with kind of similar thoughts and whose values kind of align with yours. So I, I, I didn't really think of that until recently. And it's, it's been working well for me. I'm glad that it works for you too. Yeah. And I think we even connected using LinkedIn and I, I think any of these type formats, I'll, again, it's the cop in me, but there was a time that I didn't have any social media. Actually, right before I started the podcast a year ago, the only thing I ever used was Facebook. So there's been quite a bit of a learning curve for me, but as long as you're fishing in the right pond, so to speak, and you're getting with people that are resonating with your message and you're resonating with their message, you're going to find good people that are going to help promote what we do. Because really what we do, what you do, what I do, it's all about community ultimately. And that's what we want to do is build out that community of people. Definitely. And it is so, it's just so cool when I find other podcasters on any social media platform who I can kind of jive with and I, and I reach out or he or she reaches out and just kind of like, it's just so easy to connect with that person. And it's just so cool to have something in common. And it's just like that connection and that community is so easy to build. I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the things I like, especially with what you're doing right now with reaching out to podcasters and to really trying to support the movement is podcasting, like you just said, you can reach out to these people and it really creates more of a family type environment. That's what I've liked. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was over at PodFest in Orlando. And I'll tell you, some of the connections I made there of like-minded, in, in any other industry, when you go to something like that, you're there with people who you're competing with. But it doesn't feel that way in podcasting. You're not competing. You're working together. You create these networks. You create this family. And you're able to communicate on a different level just through this media, medium known as podcasting. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's just more like a brotherhood, sisterhood. You're all on the same team kind of thing as opposed to competing and trying to get more listens. Everybody's It's such a tight tight knit community that everybody's there to help each other out. And it's just, it's just so cool. I couldn't agree more. So getting into some techie stuff here, what hosting platform are you using for your podcast currently? And have you tried any other ones throughout your last year or so of podcasting? So I haven't, I did more of the, when I'm unsure on something, I like to sit down and kind of go over, you know, what, what's out there and who can kind of teach me, help me evolve to where I want to be. So there was a podcast I was listening to quite a bit called uh, with Ryan Mickler, Order a Man. 
And in listening to the Order of Man podcast, uh, him, and then I would also listen from time to time to a guy, uh, Brett McKay with Art of Manliness. Well, Ryan ended up doing a podcasting class. So I went through his class. So a lot of the things that I was able to do early on, even though I went through the same growing pangs we all do whenever we start any new venture of any kind, I kind of geared myself towards what he said, hey, this works for me. And in uh, my world, in the law enforcement world, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I decided to just keep going down those roads. So to answer the question on hosting, I use Lipson currently and I have all along. I will say when I was at PodFest, I started talking to some of the other ones that are out there. I may be looking at uh, Buzzsprout. And the only reason is, is it kind of takes more of the technical side out. And in talking with other people there who are doing the same thing I'm doing, there may be an advantage to switching. But for the last year, I've stayed primarily with Lipson. Lipson, I've heard, I know a lot of people use Lipson. I think they claim as being the number one preferred host of podcasters. But I recently switched from Buzzsprout and I have absolutely nothing but good things to say about Buzzsprout. I just, I found that I was uploading and producing more content than I could than I was allotted to upload in a month. So I, cl- I quickly kind of outgrew not the downloads or listens, but just the amount of stuff that I wanted to put up there in a given month. And also I knew I wanted to start a second show and they only let you have one show at a time. So absolutely podcasters out there, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, Buzzsprout is phenomenal. Nothing but good things to say and super easy to use too. So I um, couldn't say more good things about it, but I recently switched to Captivate where you can upload unlimited amount of audio, have as many shows as you want. Just the restriction they put on it because there's always a catch is they will only support 20,000 downloads of your shows a month. And like, I'm, I don't know about you, Wayne, but I'm nowhere close to getting 20,000 downloads a month. So I think I'll be okay for a little bit. (laughs) You and me both, Ian. I wish I could say I was close, but I'm not. And, And that's kind of the takeaway with Lipson is they really have so much usability in the back end, but some of it, like there's things when I sat down and spoke with the guy with Buzzsprout, he was the one that really kind of pointed it out that he's like, Hey, there's things that, you know, when it comes to metadata, metadata and so forth, that most podcasters don't need to know. They need to be concentrating on their con- their content, not learning how to create, you know, sound quality and so forth on the back end. So that, that was kind of the conversation we had and why I too have been kind of looking out there. I, I wish I could have gone to Podfest. Was it a good experience? I mean, I would have I would have killed to go down there. It was a great experience. And of course, I have the advantage of being currently in Florida. So for me, it was just a trip to Central Florida. Uh, but Ben, I think, uh, was the one that maybe you had heard of, uh, heard from that he was going to be speaking there. And he spoke at a portion of Podfest that's called Military Creator Con. And though my experience is not in the service, obviously with my law enforcement experience, I wanted to go and just kind of hang out with these guys and learn a lot about what they were doing for the military community, because a lot of what's going on in the military community is what I'm trying to bring to the law enforcement community. So it really was amazing. Uh, What's interesting is podcasting in a general term, when we talk about it universally, the people listening to the show, podcasting is really anybody who has a message. So it can cover the gamut from any social issue you can think of. So when you bring them all together to a central location, be it in the Dallas, Texas, or here in Orlando, Florida, 
you're going to have a lot of different people from a lot of walks of life. So it's very interesting to see all these people together, but then it's kind of neat too, because you really just have a lot of people who feel they have a voice. They feel they have something to say. But then contrast that with these small conferences they did within PodFest, such as Military Creator Con, and that was a neat experience because it really, you had that camaraderie, you had that brotherhood, you had what we're used to in our lines of work, where these people come together like mine saying, how can I help these people who are in this career field that I feel has given so much to me that I want to give so much to? And in that, I've created some relationships that honestly, I believe will be lifelong relationships. But I went there only knowing Ben and one other guy, and I didn't even know him all that well. I just had happened to have him on my show, so he had mentioned it to me. So it was really a great experience, and I can't emphasize enough the power of those kind of events. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to try to make it to one of them in the next couple of years. It just really depends geographically where they are. If there's one ever within like a three hour drive of where I am, I'm going to go. I don't, you know, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to go. So that, that's so cool to hear. How many days long was the event? I, it started technically on Thursday night, but essentially three days. It was Friday through Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, Ben is just, again, phenomenal dude. Can't say enough good things about him. I was on his show a couple months ago and then I'm actually, he's going to be on my show. We kind of show swapping. So get to talk about what he's doing with his podcast and kind of how he runs his processes and creative stuff. So that'll be uh, super pumped to have him on again. But so what, what kind of microphone are you using for your podcast, Wayne? So I do a couple different things depending on how I'm recording or where I'm recording. So at the house, I use an Audio-Technica uh, mic setup that is just USB'd into my laptop. So that's actually what I'm speaking to you right now on. However, I also, again, because I went through that course with Ryan Mickler, I got a lot of ideas on what he did for traveling. So I have had the advantage of going to a couple locations around the country and while they're interviewing guests as well. So I have a double mic set up that uh, then I can plug into my laptop. And they're pretty much headsets like sports audio headsets that are also made by Audio-Technica and can use those for doing interviews in person. And I really like the in-person interviews because, again, if the whole idea of podcasting is about community and about relationship, there's no better way short of the last two weeks, obviously. But before the last two weeks, there was no better way than face-to-face -face interviews and being able to spend uh, that quality time together. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, I know Audio, Technum, Audio Technica makes some quality stuff. Uh, Pat Flynn is a huge Audio Technica advocate. Do you know if it's like the ATR 200 or 210? You know what model it is? Yeah, I believe it's the 210. I was actually looking to see if I had it right here in front of me, but I don't. I apologize. But I think it is the uh, 210. Okay, awesome. And do you have any kind of mixing board you're going into or you just said it's USB straight into your computer? I don't. I USB it straight in, especially for this one that we're doing together. But typically, if I am, I drop them into GarageBand and then I clean them up in there. And you just read my mind. I was going to ask you what you use to edit and mix. So GarageBand, you're a Mac user? I am. I'm a Mac user. I've been very, very happy. I mean, you could do the same thing. I've heard others use Audacity, and then they use an auto leveling program, audio leveling program, and some other tools. In fact, when I came through the class that I was referring to, he used a lot of those tools. I just found that the Mac platform, if it's something that you're used to and you enjoy, it really makes itself very convenient 
for uh, doing these audio files. GarageBand has an audio leveling feature in it. Uh, it really can clean up that audio nicely. I, I knew you were a good guy, Wayne. Besides being a cop, you're a Mac user. So I, there's just something. I, I just knew it. So I knew you that just was knew. There. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the podcaster thing we're talking about. <laughs> That's right. You can almost sense awesome. it. Yeah, I know. I could, I could just, I could hear it through the audio of you speaking that you're a Mac person. Well, I found people are either a Mac person or not. And it's funny because I was not an Apple person for a long, long time. But again, it's once you get into the platform and once you kind of drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, it really becomes, it's really convenient because I can do things on my phone and then transfer them over. I just got a new mic. I wish I had it right here in front of me to tell you what it was, uh, but I've just got a new mic that I plug into my phone and I, it's just as good a quality as I'm getting on this ATR Audio Technica. And it allows me to then set up mobily. So when I'm making, I'm trying to segue into video as well. So when I make videos, I use that microphone to record the video with my phone. And then again, with the Mac platform, the Apple platform, you can drop all these on the cloud. And it just makes it so easy to quickly edit, either edit it in iMovie, edit it in GarageBand if it's audio, and or both if the audio needs to be fixed, do it in GarageBand, then drop it over to iMovie. And you can just really put out quality products and you know, guys like you and I can do it from a closet if we have to. Yeah, really. I mean, it definitely is some Mac Kool-Aid because once you drink it, you're never going back. I mean, I, w I wasn't a Mac person always, but the stuff, the products are phenomenally user-friendly and you can just like from your iPad to the, the iPhone to the, the laptop, it's just super easy to go kind of cross-platform. It is. And it's more so than anything, because I still have like Android products and so forth that I use for work. And once I've completely on the personal side gone over to these products, it drives me crazy using those when I'm at work because they're just completely different and they just don't integrate as well as obviously what made Apple a trillion dollar company before, of course, stocks here recently. So how are you how are you promoting your podcast? How are you getting the message out? Because being a podcaster is about having a message. So you're utilizing social media. What other what other things are you doing to spread the word of your message? Yes. Yeah, so for me, I started out a little different. One thing that a lot of the, I don't know if I want to say a lot, but several of the other people that were out there in the law enforcement genre doing kind of what I've been doing. And as you've probably seen in the last year, the number of people that are popping up in the podcast community is astronomical. So the number of law enforcement uh, related shows that I saw out on iTunes a year ago compared to now, it's just astronomical. But one of the big differences for me is that I am actively employed. So there is a negative side of that because I want to stay actively employed. So the, because I want to keep my job, I have to be careful what I say and how I say it and how I come across. So for me, when I started out, I there's a whole bunch of paperwork on our agency side if you're going to do something off duty as to what is involved, as well as a pretty extensive social media policy that a lot of agencies don't have, but ours does. So I had to make sure that, first of all, I was completely in line with those rules and then start getting my message out there. So I didn't do the traditional, push it out to the people you know. Most people would say, why didn't you start with just telling people at your agency and then let that kind of evolve from there? I actually kind of did the opposite of that. I brought it out to the world first via social media. We're on, like I said, a year ago, I didn't have hardly any platforms. Now we're on all the big ones, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, et cetera. And 
then started really trying to kind of work backwards and then now pushing it more into the community I know. And as they find the show, obviously word of mouth helps spread it. I will say different events such as PodFest, such as some of the law enforcement specific events, just good old marketing like you do in any business where you walk around and shake hands and talk to people and hand them your card has also been very beneficial for getting the message out there. It's kind of ironic. You wouldn't think something like podcasting that has such a universal reach. I mean, we literally can take this message, what we're doing right now, and reach someone on the other side of the world with it. But there's still that small community side of it as well, where we can meet the person who is right next door, the person we meet for lunch. And so I still do the old fashioned, just hand out business cards. And you'd be amazed how many of those people start listening to the show and start telling their friends. So even old school business cards are working, at, would you say successfully to promoting your show? I would say, obviously, that's not the organic growth that you're looking for. That's the beginning of it. Those are the seeds. And then those people, especially if they're in, for me, the law enforcement community, they're telling their law enforcement friends or they're telling their family members that are in law enforcement. And then that message starts to spread. And the real power is that word of mouth. It's that one person telling three people and the three people telling three people. And at the end of the day, the math works very beneficial to getting your message out to a lot of people. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's just, I, personally, LinkedIn has been my biggest, I think, successful social media platform to get the word for my show out. And then, of course, if you have guests on, asking them to promote the show or the episode that your guest is on is a good one, too. I agree. And guests, my interview shows have always done better in download numbers because it's just simple math. You're doubling the pools or the ponds that you're getting your message out to. And then that has a growth effect as well. So I, I agree with you 100%. LinkedIn is one that I didn't use a lot early on, pretty much because of my own naivete and just not having the experience with the platform. I'd say within the last few months, not only have I been using it more, but I've been hearing about it more from other podcasters and from different people when I communicate with them. Hey, how are you getting your message out? They say exactly what you just did. LinkedIn is a powerful platform and actually has really good results when it comes to SEO and some other things like that. Awesome. And that's so cool. Just kind of looking through your bio here. That's so cool that you took the Ryan Mickler course. I mean, his podcast is phenomenal. Also, I used to listen to that every morning in Afghanistan when I was working out in the gym with my headset and just phenomenal, phenomenal podcast that he and his team put on. Absolutely. And that's, I loved his message. I love his delivery of his message. And so after listening to him, just like you said, for quite some time, I'd listen to his Friday field notes religiously and so forth when I was working even before law or um, during my early law enforcement when I was like on the road and as a detective. So during that time frame, listening to his show over and over again, when he came out with, hey, we're going to put out this podcasting conference, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to learn from somebody who's getting the message out there in the way I would want to get it out. And I'll be honest with you, my show is a little bit different. You know, then everyone can probably say that in one way or another, but in the law enforcement community and in the type of shows that I'm seeing come out, a lot of them are more comedic, which are awesome. You know, they're very funny. These couple guys, they're in there joking around, laughing, and there's definitely a place for that because it's very entertaining. Mine is taking it from a little bit different angle. So mine is very teachy. It's more in that self-help genre. I try to make it interesting, but it's not a very comedic show like some of the other ones out there. And I think 
part of that is because I fashioned it early on to the shows I liked and the ones that resonated with me and the ones that I felt were life-changing in my life. Are there any other ones besides uh, Mickler's who you would say were inspirational and in, in starting yours and even to this day? Well, the two that I listened to very religiously early on uh, was obviously Mickler's and then Andy Stump has one called Cleared Hot Podcast. Uh, he was a SEAL and he's very good um, speaker. I enjoy listening to him. So those were my two that I listened to religiously. And then at one point, Jocko Willink was actually on Ryan Mickler's show, which is how I found out about him. And then I watched his, you know, Ted talks that everybody is in the planet has seen. And so I do listen to Jocko's podcast as well. Obviously his presentation is completely different than any of ours. Cause he's got a very unique presentation style that is so powerful for him because it is really in line with the way he speaks. So those were the ones that were really instrumental to me. And they were all kind of in that educational self-help type. Let me bring you a story. Let me tell you that story. And then take the tidbits, take the information out of there and learn something from it. Because I really think that is the power of this medium. Yes, it can be entertaining, but my goodness, it can also be life-changing. Yeah, definitely life-changing. I can't tell you how many things that I have actually learned and have put into practice through my leadership style or in one way or another, because I learned them in a podcast and, you know, gave me a different perspective, gave me new techniques or what have you to try. So yeah, absolutely entertainment and extremely informative and educational. So awesome, awesome point, Wayne. So, Hey Wayne, as we're wrapping up here, where can my listeners find your podcast and where can they learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I'm really on most major social media platforms, so they can look for On the Blue Line podcast on any of those. And then I'm also on there under my personal name, Wayne Mulder, which is also open to the public, so they can find me that way. But the easiest, best way for any of it is just simply go to onthebluelineline.com, O-N, the blue line.com. And that way they can just get a sense of what I'm all about and uh, what the podcast is about and what we're trying to do for the law enforcement community. Outstanding. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you, Ian. You have a great evening. Hey there, my llama friends. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about Talking Llama Media, please head to my website at talkinglama.com. There, you can apply to join the Llama Herd, which is an inner circle of dedicated and creative podcasters who are extremely active in the industry and always looking to collaborate. If you like this show, please subscribe so that you don't miss episodes as they're released. And if you really want to take your support for Talking Llama Media to the next level, I would be extremely grateful if you'd become a patron. Even something like $1 per month can go a long way and support us in our big plans. Stay confident, stay creative, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.